So uh, <clears throat> each evening at this time, <clears throat> we'll uh, have a Dharma talk. And I'm privileged to give a talk tonight. I would like to talk about <clears throat> what we're doing here, kind of give a general overview of what we're doing, talk some about why we do some of the things we do, and then also talk about the process of developing confidence in what happens as we engage in the various activities. So first of all, the meditation. Uh, We spent the day meditating. What we actually do in this process of cultivating more mindfulness, more attention to our actual experience as it's happening, We begin by trying to connect the attention with something in our experience that's relatively neutral. Uh, The feel of the breath, the feel of the body, the ambient sounds. By relatively neutral, we mean not too pleasant or painful. That's kind of the relative characteristic of a suitable focus for this activity. Um, And it turns out that this simple activity of mind, connecting the attention with something relatively neutral, sustaining the attention for a while, our minds naturally calm down, become more clear, more stable, tranquil, peaceful, uh, more concentrated. So we don't have to struggle to calm down. We don't have to figure out how to contrive some special state. Uh, It happens quite naturally when we engage in this activity. It's a quite remarkable fact about us human beings that this simple activity of mind and body can, more or less independent of the external circumstances, enable us to cultivate peace. So we don't have to figure out how to get peaceful first. We start with our minds just as they are. And just make a little bit of effort to make the connection with the home base. So we've been talking today about the anchor for the attention, like an anchor on a ship that stabilizes it in place, or just a home base for the attention. And the reason we give this such emphasis is that it actually works. Connecting the attention, sustaining the attention for a while, our minds naturally will calm down. Uh, It would be absurd to spend our time doing this if it didn't work. (laughs) We all have a lot going on, right? Life is amazing. There's a lot to explore. And spending time just consciously turning our attention to something relatively neutral would be absurd if it didn't have this incredible effect. And so these activities that we do when we begin meditating, um, connecting with the breath, with the body as a whole, with the ambient sounds, in the standing, walking practice, 
connecting with the sensations in the feet, in the qigong, just connecting with the body as a whole. It makes sense because um, these simple activities work to cultivate calmness, and you can definitely get a taste of that this week. It's a very simple activity. It's not complicated. It doesn't require a lot of abstract uh, understanding. Children can do it. Uh, The difficulty for us often is that we are too accustomed to more complicated jobs and tasks, like remembering where we left our car or whatever it might be that's occupying us at any given moment. And so as we try to do this, we all will notice those moments when, even though it's a relatively simple task, our attention has drifted and maybe has been drifting for some time. And our attention is sort of wrapped in a cloud of thinking, planning, remembering, fantasizing, and so forth. So this happens even if you've been practicing for 30 years. It's the nature of the mind to move. It's amazing, our minds. We can move so quickly. Right? You can be sitting here, and then for some reason, an image of a turkey comes to mind, for some reason. And then in the next nanosecond, you're like, oh yeah, turkeys, I like turkey. And then you're thinking of Thanksgiving, and then you're thinking of last Thanksgiving. Oh boy, that was sad. You know, We were really fighting a lot then. It's like, oh, maybe we should take a trip. Maybe that would help. We could go to Bangkok. And in five seconds or faster than I can speak it, your mind is in Bangkok. <laughs> and it's the nature of the mind. It's so fast and it's so interesting how our minds work that way. And in this type of mindfulness meditation, when we realize that we're kind of in this cloud of thinking, what we do is, is recognize it. We actually bring the attention there for a moment. Often, when that's happened, our attention has been pulled from the home base, but we're kind of in this no-man's land, neither here nor there. Right? We've been pulled away because of the, the pull of, 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 the, of something, but we're not really anywhere, in a way. So what we do is just recognize what has pulled us, what's drawing us, and that we can use a quiet label, thinking or planning, remembering, just to recognize what's pulled us away. Often there will be emotion that's fueling these thoughts. And so in this practice we will cultivate that attention to the emotion that's fueling it. Just again, a quiet recognition, fear, excitement, anger, joy, frustration, sorrow. And then we try to feel that emotion in the body. So this practice of the body that we've been doing today, we actually use the body to connect with the emotions that we have, the normal emotions. So we pay attention to them. We just notice them. Even when we're motivated to do this sort of work, 
because we might want less of some emotion, a difficult emotion like anger. And I have a lot of students who come for one reason or another like that. Uh, And it's a reasonable motivation. Even when we want less of that emotion, in that moment where we recognize the emotion, we don't try to adjust to anything. We just tune into how it feels. So even when we want less, or we want to manage it better, in that moment of anger, of rage, we just tune in to the recognition this is happening, and then the feel of it in the body, if we can, the burn, the twisting, whatever it is. And then when we can, we come back to the home base. So I like the model of a pendulum. We tune into the home base. Our attention gets pulled away. We notice what's drawn us. We pay attention, just notice. And then when we can, come back. In the beginning, in a retreat like this, it's good to give priority to the coming back. But we don't have to be in a big rush about it. And I would bet money that There are people in the room who haven't quite landed on a home base all day. Um, You know, there's too much going on for one reason or another. And, And so you can hear us talking incessantly, you know, home base, anchor, feet, breath. And you kind of like, well, yeah, I think something's going on here. But you're thinking about something, you're feeling something, you're missing someone. And so you know, your attention is there, and we can practice mindfulness with whatever is pulling our attention. So we just, we just notice. It's a radically simple activity. And then when you can, connect with the home base. Cultivate these qualities of clarity, resilience, flexibility of mind, the calmness, the clarity, concentration. Uh, And then when we're pulled away again, we have more clarity to actually know what's happening in those moments. So this is basically all I know. One thing I love about my job is I can teach everything I know in about 10 minutes. Um, I have a PowerPoint that goes with it. Um, And without a PowerPoint, I was thinking how we could do it. And so I was thinking, what if this room were a mind? So kind of play along with me here. So if this room were a mind then um, we could imagine that there was a home base somewhere here. Would anyone like to volunteer to be the home base? Thank you. Thank you. Please bring your chair and cushion here. Just play along with me. This might be more suitable for third graders, but... You saw another hand. 
Did I, was there another hand for home base? No, we need another one. Please. Yeah, yeah, good. Anyone else? It would be good to have three. Yeah. So, um, would anyone like to be uh, the attention? No, you, you'll be moving. So when we practice meditation, we try to keep the attention with the home base. And the attention is very kind and gentle with the home base. So the home base might be the feet, right? That key can be the feet. Or the breath. Lots of things can be the home base. We'll keep talking about that. And then um, the meditation is happening. The attention is with the home base. This is in real slow motion. Right? (laughs) This is like only two seconds have gone by so far as the attention is with the home base. And then uh, something happens over here. (laughs) Yeah, you're on. So uh, what's happening over here? So we may not understand what's happening. <laughs> but we just feel it in a loving way. <laughs> and then we don't have to rush back. But we kind of make our way back. And then our attention gets pulled away because something else is happening but we almost made it back. So now let's uh, play a little more seriously. So um, in your meditation today, you probably had your attention pulled away from the home base. So would someone like to come up and act it out? I'm just the moderator. Okay, that one didn't work. (laughs) So, um, would someone like to describe a moment of experience where your attention was pulled away and what happened in that moment? And Pascal will act it out. (laughs) Yes? Pascal does. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Um, my allergies are on fire here, mm-hmm. and so um, I have not packed my neti pot, mm-hmm. so I had to go the whole day without cleansing my sinuses. Mm-hmm. So my whole face was also, um, could not really be the breath, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I had aversion to the whole thing. <laughs> Could, could you notice it? Yes. Kindly? Yes. Go ahead, hug him. <laughs> so we can take our time. Sometimes this stuff needs attention. And meanwhile, what else was going on for you? Well, so there was, um, you know, self-pity. Ah. Then there was self-pity. Could we have self-pity come forward? Yeah, come on. Uh, Teja? I have to resort to these guys. Self-pity. That's right. You circle it. You circle this. <laughs> so, what else? Uh, there was anxiety, fear about sniffling. Yeah. Disturbing <laughs> my uh, sangha. Yeah. Anxiety, fear. <laughs> And? Um, and then there was planning on how ah. to resolve this. <laughs> and uh, could you notice that? Yes. Oh, attention. Attention. <laughs> notice the planning. Oh, she's noticing both. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, you can just sit where you are. This is just part of the reality. You can go back to the home base. Thank you. What else happened today? Yeah. Was there any motion there? Curiosity. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, could we have a, that acted out, please? <laughs> Attention. We can take our time. (laughs) Was there anything else going on? Maybe I shouldn't have sent the postcard. Ah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Could you notice that? Yes. Yeah. With kindness? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You can go back to the home base. Was anyone's attention drawn by pain? Some, yeah. <laughs> nice. I uh, just noticed the pain. <laughs> Someone who noticed pain, what else did you notice? Fear. Fear? <laughs> what else? I heard something else. <laughs> Agitation. Huh? <laughs> Anger. Desire to move. Desire to move. Could, so you noticed all this. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can go back to the home base. So time out uh, from this scintillating drama. The PowerPoint's not this good. (laughs) So we try to keep the attention with the home base, right? The breath, the sensations in the feet. It naturally gets pulled away by Pascal or by turkeys or by... Did I do something right? Or by pain or whatever. And um, we can pay attention to that, as our attention naturally does. With physical pain, it's not hard, right, to pay attention. The attention's naturally drawn. Uh, And with the pain, there often comes the sort of things you were mentioning. Fear, anger, anxiety, and so forth. So what we do, mindfully, with pain, is rather counterintuitive. We stay with the home base. This is, this is one of the important medical applications of mindfulness. Uh, John Kabat-Zinn, the early 80s, working with people with chronic pain. Um, uh, he actually was at the University of Massachusetts Medical Center. He noticed some a group of people being sent home, being told, we're sorry, there's nothing more we can do for you. People with chronic pain couldn't take the drugs, the drugs weren't working, other modalities weren't working. He had done some of this meditation, this very type we're doing. His intuition was it might help. So with little to lose, he tried it. The basic method that he used, and it is used now widely in medical centers around the world, uh, is exactly this one. You have a lot of pain. You find, over here, you find something in your experience that's relatively neutral, the way we've been practicing today, the breath, the hands, and so forth. 
when the pain calls your attention, as it will, since it's pain, we actually bring the attention there and just notice what it's like at the level of the sensations. We do it kindly. It's not easy. It's not pretty. (laughs) It's pain. And uh, often there are these attitudes that come with the pain that are making the situation worse. And what tends to happen when we bring attention to the actual sensations, it, it can do two things. It might actually alleviate the pain a little bit. But even when it doesn't do that, when we actually bring the attention into the actual sensations, it tends to undercut these habits that are making the situation more difficult. It doesn't necessarily eliminate them right away, but it gives us some freedom with them. Right? So, um, this is a hardcore medical application that is very widely used. And the basic practice is simply going back and forth. Back to the home base. It's not all magically beautiful. The pain may re-arise. <laughs> the reactions may re-arise. We just come back in, kindly notice, and see what happens. So gently back and forth. And we do the same thing with the difficult, any difficult state. Right? Stay with the home base as much as we can. Let the attention calm down. It's great if we can stay there a lot. Just develop these qualities of clarity, peace. When the attention is pulled away by whatever it may be, we come over and notice. The mind gets active. But the more we stay with what's actually happening, some of these, these are like habits. We have habits of mind that are just like triggered all the time. And some of them may be great and beautiful. (laughs) And some of them may actually be making life worse. (laughs) And knock us over. And uh, in this version of what uh, we're doing here, in bringing attention into our actual experience with this base of concentration, we actually can begin to cut some of those habits which are making life worse. And so we heard some even in the question and answer session. Someone was talking about negative self-judgments, right? Uh, Very common. Just like these patterns of thoughts where we're just like undermining ourselves. And so as we practice here, we can begin to notice these things. Uh, Again, we don't get complicated about it. We just bring attention into the actual experience. And that act itself 
tends to undercut. You can ignore him now. (laughs) (laughs) That act itself, bringing attention in, tends to undercut some of these habits. Um, So maybe that's enough of this for now. Thank you all. Thank you, attention. Thank you, guys. So why do we meditate? Um, Connecting with the home base. Just letting it be that simple. The mind naturally will calm down. When the attention is pulled away, we actually notice what's happening. We can easily be in the habit of of, um, waiting for experience to be good before we want to notice it. And what we do here is we take the opportunity to notice our experience, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant. And this is where it's counterintuitive. So the specific application with physical pain is one example where it does take practice and and we're playful with it. Even when we're in serious pain and there isn't a choice, you know, we still have a playful attitude. It's a gentle, playful, kind Let me just see what's happening. When it's too much, just come back to the neutral home base. It becomes a refuge. becomes a sweet uh, refuge. This this simple feel of the breath or the hands. Uh, Likewise with difficult emotions. Uh, There's never an obligation to stay in. and, And if we feel lost, then it can be great just to withdraw, come back to the breath, to the feet. But kind of the core of what we're doing is this willingness to pay attention to our actual experience. And this this process whereby the habits that we may have in response, especially to difficult states, self-judgment, whatever it might be. Um, We can begin to notice those, and we can also begin to notice uh, more freedom with those. And when we uh, get out of some of those ruts, we have more capacity for kindness for ourselves and for other people. So that's an overview of what we do in the meditation. As we do this, there will be moments where we have very little confidence in ourselves or in what's happening, moments of confusion or doubt. So say a little bit about that, uh, because we definitely, in this process, can develop confidence in our own practice, in our own experience, in our own capacities. And uh, again... 
we, we simply notice what's happening in a moment of confusion or doubt, or lack of confidence. Uh, sometimes we'll notice that there actually is a thought pattern that's being repeated, that's playing itself again, that is, uh, is uh, uh, destructive. Uh, it's a, actually a hidden belief system in a way, and it can come to the surface in moments here uh, where we are assuming that we're not capable of happiness or peace or kindness. So we're kind of, we can see that, that, that thought pattern. And again, the method is very radical. We just notice what we notice. We don't try to fix or talk ourselves out of it or change anything. Just there's so much power in just the light of our own awareness, just noticing it. <clears throat> uh, and staying with the body, recognizing it, staying with the body, the feel of it in the body uh, is, is the way through. There also can be moments of doubt where um, we're just, our minds are kind of murky kind of unclear, cloudy. And in those moments, um, again, just recognizing it, this is what is happening for me now. And then there can be moments of doubt or lack of confidence that arise precisely because some of the normal habits are getting changed or dissolved. And so we're sort of in new territory. And obviously, just being here, living here, undercuts a lot of our normal habits. And uh, in the meditation, there can be those moments, too, where uh, we have a certain lack of confidence that's connected with the normal routines that normally govern our thoughts and behavior aren't in play so strongly. Those are really great moments for simply noticing what's happening, for being open to um, what's next, to what reveals itself. When we're running a program, when we're going on automatic pilot, we're often not in touch with our desires, with what we want. And so there can be moments where those patterns dissolve, they unravel a little bit, and we can actually touch more deeply what, what we actually want, what we value, what uh, makes life worth living uh, for us. And so, even in those moments of lack of confidence where we're quite uncertain and we want it to be more definite, uh, we take that opportunity again just to let the attention be there gently, kindly, notice what's happening, not try to rush through it. Just let it be a moment for opening, for knowing. In my own practice, it's, it's often those times where it becomes really important to keep paying attention. When we kind of have lost track of 
what's happening or what's supposed to happen. So it might be difficult, it might be very pleasant. Either way, it might be boring. Whatever's going on, just in those moments of opening, just keep noticing. We don't have to analyze or evaluate or figure it out. Uh, We don't have to have that certainty that comes with a rigid habit pattern. Uh, So we can enjoy that and get get more used to it. And a lot of what we're doing here is is, uh, getting used to more freedom, more kindness, more intimacy. So we do meditate here. We spend a lot of time meditating. Uh, This is an overview of what goes on in the meditation. Uh, Throughout the week, we'll kind of focus on some of these themes of working with difficult physical states, working with emotions, working with thoughts. Uh, But it really never gets more complicated. It's just connecting with a home base, letting the mind become clear, stable, and then bringing attention to the reality what's actually there for us in those moments. Outside of the meditation here, um, there's plenty of time outside of meditation. And we actually continue to practice this even outside of the formal meditation sessions. And so what's happening is different. We're not trying to hold a stable posture here, we're not doing the formal walking meditation. We're just walking down the hill, noticing the turkeys and noticing whatever we notice. But every one of those moments down the hill is an opportunity to practice the very same thing. We're not you know, trying to stay with a home base in the same way that we do in the formal practice, but we certainly can practice tuning into what's actually happening for us in those moments. at every moment of the day and night. Just in this radically unusual place, um, this is the game. Uh, this The relaxed presence that Pascal talked about this morning. Not judging, being kind, just showing up for what's actually happening. Often not knowing what is happening, not knowing what will happen. Right? We don't have to know in advance. And so we, we're in a safe place. So we actually can relax a little around kind of knowing for sure what will happen next. So practically, um, we like an acronym called STOP for bringing attention into ordinary experience at various points. S for stop. T, take a breath. O for observe. P, Proceed. And so this is kind of like a five-second meditation you can do, like you're waiting in line for dinner. You're getting kind of edgy, impatient. Okay, just stop, take a breath, observe, then proceed being edgy, right? Or not. So um, uh, this is something you can practice with this week if you wish just kind of at least five second ten second periods where you just take one breath 
tune into how you actually feel in that moment. Right? So you're rushing from here to there for some reason. It's like you actually don't need to rush. Right? And just practice that stop. Take a breath. Observe what's happening. Proceed. And so we have the formal meditations. We have kind of the way of life that we have here where we try to bring attention into our experience, whatever it is we're doing. Uh, And then uh, one of the things that we'll do later in the week, the last day, is we'll actually do some relational mindfulness exercises with each other. We'll probably drop a few of them in earlier also. We actually can practice mindfulness with other people. So the question of relationships came up earlier today. Um, it's a topic I love. You know, the way that we can cultivate intimacy with self, the way that we do in informal practice, the way that we do throughout the day, we also definitely can cultivate more attention, more ways of being present with one another, with other people with people we care about. And here, the, the, the formal meditation, the solitary meditation, and the ways of connecting with others are seamless. They, they go together. And so on that question, which was a good one, you know, what about my uh, relationships uh, uh, back home? What about uh, my political activities and so forth? Uh, if we can cultivate these qualities of intimacy with ourselves, then we are going to be much more able to cultivate them with others when we choose to. Uh, And so I love some formal exercises, um, games to play, where we interact with each other kind of in a context of practicing mindfulness. But even in the situation where we're in silence and we're just living together, we're practicing relational mindfulness. We're practicing with each other. Uh, Observing the precepts is one of the reasons this place is so safe. Just having that intention, each of us, to, to do our best with the precepts, to create a community where, you know, this incredible journey can be embarked upon. And so even in those moments of loneliness or despair, uh, which we may encounter, you know, we're here together and we can know that and we do know that and we can feel it. Um, So um, the formal meditation, practicing throughout the the day with ordinary activities, um, practicing stop, now and then, kind of that way of sharing this space by observing the precepts and so forth. And then another activity that we'll do is um, actually cultivating positive emotions. And uh, we'll do a practice kindness, a practice of kindness. There are family of practices like this. Gratitude, joy, forgiveness, compassion, equanimity, where 
we actually turn our attention to a particular theme and, uh, and see what happens. And we, we kind of um, turn the um, kindness period today into a, a question and answer session. So I thought I would include, conclude this uh, period with a little bit of kindness practice, just so we get a taste of that today. And uh, just for fun, let's actually do an exercise with a partner. The way we, one way to begin a kindness practice is to think of someone who you find it really easy to appreciate. And so um, let's do a little exercise with a neighbor the way we did last night when we introduced ourselves. Um, So gently, we've been in silence but just really gently turn to someone and let's just practice for a couple minutes. Uh, Please. Does anyone need a partner? Yeah. So sitting, uh, facing your partner. And please close your eyes for this for a moment. I would invite you to bring to mind someone in your life who you find it easy to appreciate. Person and maybe an animal, a pet. So several people may come to mind. So just choosing one for this exercise. In a moment, I'll ask you to open your eyes, and we'll do a little exercise, but. Just recognizing that we have spent a lot of time in silence already. So your partner has been in silence. So just give your partner a simple sort of calm attention. And the person closest to me in the room can begin by asking, so what do you like about them? And the other person will just say a word or a sentence about this person or animal that they have in mind. And then the first person will simply say thank you and then repeat the question again. So what do you like about them? And we'll just hold those roles for about a minute. And then we'll practice, stop, and then we'll reverse the roles. Okay? So please open your eyes. The person closest to me can begin by asking, so what do you like about them? And just hold that role for about a minute and I'll ring the bell.
so please uh, close your eyes. You can practice stop. Take one breath. Notice how it is for you right now. So just notice. Now we'll switch roles. So please open your eyes and proceed. Let's practice stop again. Please close your eyes. Take one breath deep. Feel it. Notice how you feel now. And please open your eyes and thank your partner. And then let's come back to our... And then we'll do a brief kindness practice now. So I'd invite you to bring to mind the person that is your easy person, your favorite, whoever it was. person or the animal. You might have a visual image of them or just a sense of what it's like to be with them. Think of something that you said when you were asked, what do you like about them? Or maybe something else comes to mind now. a few thoughts if you wish to wish them well may you be happy may you be peaceful may you be safe things like that just a few repeating them not too quickly if you feel kind of stuck or blocked it's not unusual don't try too hard don't push just come back to the breath the feel in the body Just enter in as much as makes sense. 
So here our home base is, is just the image, the thought, the wishes for this person. We can be playful, we can be creative. The essence of this is appreciating the goodness in another. And just letting that reality permeate us. Just for fun, think of your partner's person or animal. You know hardly anything about them, but you know they're out there somewhere. You can't visualize them, probably. But just wish them well, too. happy, may you be peaceful, may you be safe. And now just for fun, do the same thing for the person with whom you did the exercise. Notice something that you like about them. have to like them a lot. Just notice something you do like and wish them well too. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be safe. And finally, see if you can let in what they're wishing for you. See if you can do it for yourself. It can be harder. Just noticing something you like about yourself right now. Something you appreciate about yourself. See if you can wish those same things for yourself. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be safe. last minute or so, just bringing the attention into the body, the breath, not trying to do anything, just noticing.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.